The following content does not know where your W-2 is, so stop asking. Start the show. already filed my taxes and got my shit back. I'm good. I was going to say, TurboTax does all my thinking for me, yes. so I don't know what to tell you. Um, niggas, plus information, plus alcohol, equals opinions while black. Your black-ass cheat sheet for the weak and foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy, Oz. And I believe there doesn't need to be another NBA dunk contest ever in life. Was it that bad? It was bad. Wow, a lot of people were saying it was bad. It was bad. Damn. Like, they just need to stop. Like, we're we're at a point where I think that all the dunks that you can do physically as a human being have been done. But also, there are niggas in high school and, like, at, at the park that, that do better dunks than NBA dudes. I was going to say, there's only so many, like, cars and motorcycles you can jump over at this point. Well, I think that's what messed it up. All the all the the little gimmicky stuff. Yeah. It's just like, man, just go out there like if they wanted to be real, like put some put a put a live person under the goal and you got to dunk over someone. Or play horse or something like that. You know, it was just <laughs> embarrassingly bad. <laughs> just say play horse. Yeah. Something. You oh, do it now, can you do it? <laughs> right. Oh, you know what? That would be crazy. But but again, I don't think like Dunking has become such a under, such a just taken for granted thing now. It's because Steph Curry messed up the league. Steph Curry messed up basketball for everybody. Oh, here we go. <laughs> um, I even forgot it was All Star Weekend. To be honest with you, yeah, so did most people. I mean, it's it's in Cleveland. Oh well, there like you, go. you know how with most All Star type situations, they they just have a whole segment where they they run down the celebrities that are in attendance, right? There was nobody. Oh, man. No slaps. Like, the only people that were there were people who made appearances. So it was like DJ Khaled, who won't turn down any opportunity. Um, Two Chains was there with his wife. Oh, God. In a non-performing capacity. When niggas are showing up to All-Star Weekend with their wife. Yeah. You know, you know, it, All-Star Weekend don't slap like it used to. It ain't popping. There was not like a single, outside of 2 chains and Ludacris, who was also there to to perform for something. Probably with his wife. Probably with his wife. And like, nobody was like, so what's the move after this? Oh, man. There was none of that. Damn. Rappers, are, All-Star Weekend has, has fallen in such fashion. It's in Cleveland. Rappers, that rappers are bringing sand to the beat. Yeah. They, no, they, they're not bringing sand to the beach. They're bringing sand to like to Cleveland. Yeah, to Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> Let me, you know what? Let me get off of Ohio. One of my favorite writers that listens to this podcast, Scott Woods, is from Ohio. Well, he's from Columbus, but still. I uh, mean, but even he has to admit, like, it, right? It, it's it, it, All Star Weekend. It, it's not. The, it's not the destination for All Star Weekend. I, I get that. Sure. 
The famous herbalist and basketball player Joe Kim Noah once said, Nobody ever says I'm going on vacation to Cleveland. <laughs> Joe, you know what? And that's why LeBron cursed him with, with with his back problems. Hey, you know, it is what it is. Joakim Noah. Oh my God. I remember when they traded when they traded his ass to the Knicks. That's when I that's when I knew the Knicks were not trying to be a good franchise anymore. They don't they don't take you you have to have a minimum of three career changing injuries for the Knicks to even consider picking you up anymore. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's where it's a damn shame. It's very true. Um, so yeah. Um, yeah. Joakim Noah is proof that the Knicks are where careers go to die. Um, it is episode one, one seventy two. One seventy two. Shout out to the new listeners. What the fuck are y'all doing here? 172 episodes in. Wow. Um, this is a cautionary tale, y'all. <laughs> you don't have to be here. Nobody's making you come here. You chose to come here. You wanted to be here, and now look at you. Oh, see? Mm-hmm. Shout out to the old listeners. Shout out to the first times, the last times. Shout out to my man Phil in Atlanta uh, and his new podcast, Correct's Guide to Getting A in the A. That is the whole title. I, I shit you not. Correct's Guide. Correct. To Getting A. To Getting A. In the A. In the A. ATL Hope. ATL Hope. It's on brand for Atlanta. It's on brand. I'll give it that. Um, yeah. It, what is the A stick? You know what? I, you know. Come oh on, man. Now. I'm about to make a tasteless joke. Let me stop. Don't do that. Don't do that. We like Phil. AIDS. Uh, we, we like Phil. Uh, we are an inclusive. Shout out to Phil. Shout out to Phil. We are an inclusive podcast. He has shouted us out on uh, his pre, on his previous podcast project. Word. Uh, where it was him and a bunch of women who I am convinced all have big titties. Huh. Um. They sound like it. They I'm they got big titty energy. <laughs> Where is that shirt? I can tell you got it's coming. And we need we okay. we are the ones. Okay. We're the ones. We, we can control we, that. We have spoken that into existence and now we need to that that's going to be you know what? So, spring summer 22 merch line coming soon. Mm-mm. I'm saying it. I'm it hit me with the air horns. Big Tenny Energy and tank tops too, bro. I, we're you know we're giving away all the government secrets. Watch for spillage. Okay, it's coming. It's coming. Watch for spillage. Writing that shit down. <laughs> um, how's your week, D. Randall? Ah, this week, this week, this week, this week. A blur. I don't know. It, Fair it, enough. Um, this week went by fast. It did. It, it it flew by. It it was um, and I don't I don't know, man. It was it was a decent week. I, I had a you know, I've I've spoken to a good cast of friends over the last week, and 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 everybody's everybody's starting to feel better. I I also saw somewhere where we are probably about to approach the social ending of the uh, the pandemic. 
the social ending. The social ending. So basically, every pandemic, if you, um, if you go back to uh, the Spanish flu and and um, ah shit, what was the one before that? The last, the, basically, the last three major world pandemics. Sure, all of them reached what was called a social ending, meaning. Everybody was basically like, okay, we, we're over it now. It's a wrap. Let's move on. Okay, okay. so let me, let, me, let me make sure we're clear about what we're saying. Uh-huh. Where people, are we talking about where the pandemic is reaching a, a, a climax or people are just now collectively saying fuck it? It's a little bit of both. So, no, and, and this was very interesting to, to watch too. Basically, it's saying that none of the last major pandemics ended with like a scientific assertion of it being over. Like there wasn't a scientist sure. that stood in front of a podium and said, "We officially declare right that we are in an endemic and not a pandemic." There's no there's no mission accomplished. Right. It basically and and after an average of a three year cycle. Um, when when the, when a particular strain of the virus weakens to a point where people are just like you know what fuck it we we must be good at this point socially everyone just kind of agrees that it's over. Oh shit! It sounds unusual to us. It does. But I mean, shit. Just the other day, California, the governor of California was like, "Yeah, I'm about to, I'm about to lift all the uh, the mandates." They're doing that shit to Coachella. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So at this point, I mean, and, you know, people Might have had well. sporting events. We haven't really heard anything yeah. from the Super Bowl, and you know, so we're yeah. we're kind of approaching that point where you know this this might this might be it. It might be it. My prediction: Spring Break is going to be wide open. Ooh. Spring Break, and it's a couple weeks away. Ooh, that's going to be a problem. Well, we'll see. Or, or maybe it won't. It, it won't. Maybe it won't be because I mean. The thing is, we're not really hearing Every, a lot. Everybody that's vaxxed, that's vaxxed up or is or wants to vax up or at this is point, probably vaxxed up yeah. at this point. Or has gotten it. <laughs> or Correct. Or both. Right. So, so I, I, I think we're getting close to that point where whether you like it or not, outside is about to be outside. Yeah, man. That's a, that's a, uh, it's a scary thought, but at the same time. But for those of us I'm in Texas. To, I'm ready to take my ass to New York. For those of us in Texas, we've never been closed. That's true. <laughs> That's true. So we've, we've never experienced we don't we've we've experienced a pandemic very differently. Yeah. So I that makes sense. Um so it's basically gonna look like it always already looks like down here. Correct. Um flowers. Wanna go ahead and send flowers to Issa Ray. Uh the bay. Uh, as the first person to receive a kitty, a key to the city of Inglewood, hit her with the air horns. Oh. Now, bear in mind, I didn't say the first black person. The first person. Oh, you did say that to receive a key to the city of Inglewood. Air horns again. That is a big deal. That's a big deal. And and. and that almost makes her like the Bun B of Inglewood, except I'm pretty sure Issa Rae is actually from Inglewood, whereas uh, Bun B is migrated here from Port Arthur. 
but semantics. Um, it's a good thing. And if anybody has earned it on the West Coast, it is Issa Rae. Issa Rae has, is, and is continuing to open doors for people that look like us and is kicking a lot of these doors down and letting us flood the, flood the floodgates. Damn. She's earned it. And, and that was one of the things I really appreciated about the finale. She's owning that she's earned it. This is pretty much her fantasy of what life could be like in the future, either with Nathan or Lawrence uh-huh. coming to fruition. Yeah. So I, much respect. Much respect. Hit her with the air horns again. I was watching the photograph again recently. Issa's just not stopped being fine. I I just... I You know, and if I look hard enough, there's a picture. I met her once. Word? I did. I did. I met her when she when her book... When her uh, first book came out. Um, Very warm person. Very warm person. I, I thought I, at the time I thought I was the most awkward nigga I knew when it came to, when it when it came to like celebrity women that I was attracted to. Uh-huh. I might have made a joke as such. She was like, "No, no, you're not." <laughs> she was, she was like, "No, no, there's worse. Don't worry about it." I have my little. I have I have a little slick leather man, leather Superman jacket on and shit. And she's like, "No, because the black a, one, yeah." I remember that one. And she was and that's I was and she was like, No, no, you're not the most awkward because you know, you look nice. That's a nice jacket. Uh oh. Um no, it, there's worse out there. <laughs> so And I would imagine the, the richer and more famous they are, the cornier they get. I'm convinced. I'm convinced that the richer these niggas get, the cornier they get. I'm I I know it. I like there's some of these niggas that I think are just Completely whack and corny. I bet after I look at their high school pictures, I was like, "Now that's now that seems like that was a cool motherfucker." Uh-uh. What the fuck happened to him? Um, speaking of corny motherfuckers, this is off. This is actually off schedule, but I it just got sent to me, and I'm curious. I don't know what this is. All I know is that I see Kevin Samuels and Future. In the uh-huh. same room having a conversation? I meant to send you that photo like a week ago. What the fuck? So it so there so there's a the the network is expanding <laughs> is what I see. Well I'm gonna see what, what they have to say here. Let's let, I'm just gonna So we don't even know what this is. We're going completely off script here. They really started playing sad music in the background when Future admitted he spent three million on a girl. Uh, wow. let's see what let's see what happens. I'm realizing that I have this problem right now. I need help. When was the last time you went on one of these sprees? Um, let me think. Like every time I see a beautiful woman, I have to splurge. I have to spoil them. I'm realizing that I have this problem right now. I need help. When was the last time you what? went on one of these sprees? Um, let me think. This nigga. Kevin, Kevin the, Samuels asked it almost like he wanted Future to splurge on him. <laughs> so when was the last time? 
you spend some money on a bad bitch. <laughs> oh, man. Those are like two people you never want to meet. You'd never want them to meet each other. Is Kevin Samuels about to turn into the fix my life nigga for fuck niggas? <laughs> Is that what's happening right now? <laughs> what the fuck? You'll call it fuck my life. <laughs> <laughs> With Kevin Samuels. Oh, man. That's... Oh, that, I guess that's a perfect time to segue into... Co-produced uh, by the nigga in the bed behind him. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> I completely forgot what I wanted to talk about for humans ain't shit. That's, that's, <laughs> oh my god! I mean, there you go, right there. I was gonna say Kevin Samuels and Future um, joining forces to fix um, to fix Future being a trick is just I I I don't know how how I can do better than that. What was the uh, what was the what was the DC storyline oh, in the comics where they were like, "Hey, actually, um, we're gonna fuck up the, we're gonna fuck up the superheroes by actually doing good for justice." <laughs> justice. Yeah, that was the Alex Ross shit. This is how that starts. They say we're gonna they say we're gonna we're gonna fuck over the Justice League by being more Justice League than the Justice League. And then when everybody and then when everybody's in in a false sense of security. We're just going to jump these niggas and nobody's going to know the difference. There you go. There I you like go. those stories. I like those villain stories. Where like Because everybody talked bad about Mortal Kombat, about this recent Mortal Kombat. But that was what I liked the most, was that Shane Sung and the bitch-ass niggas from Outworld, they didn't wait for the tournament. They said, fuck it, we're just going to go to their house and jump them. Yeah, em. why are we waiting for that? <laughs> what the fuck? We waiting for rules? <laughs> Niggas, this ain't the video game. We, we don't have to wait for a ready fight. Just go fuck these niggas up now. Uh, this ain't a sanctioned match. So fuck. <laughs> and it makes you wonder about every kung fu movie you've ever seen. It's like, well, why did they wait for the tournament? They had to give them time to prepare. Uh, you know, that y'all could have saved. Uh, honestly, Ralph Macchio could save us twenty episodes of Cobra Kai fucking with this shit. I'm just saying. Have you watched that Cobra Kai? I have not yet watched it. At, like heard, at all? I, no. But I've okay. heard good things about it. I haven't watched this season, but I'm hyped for this season because they bring him back old boy. That's when you know a, 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 a show is good, when they start reworking mythology from parts of itself that were bullshit. Because now they're reworking shit from Karate Kid 3. And, no, and Karate Kid 3 did not slap. It did not. It did not, except for the except for the bitch ass nigga that was a toxic waste dumper that just wanted to ruin him and Mister Miyagi's life. They bringing that nigga back. I'm hype about that alone. They, they, I don't give a fuck what, what they do with the rest of the shit. Uh, since John, since Johnny Lawrence has turned into fucking Sasuke or whatever, um, anime niggas know what I'm talking about. Um. We could actually that was humans ain't shit enough. We can just jump into the song of the week. Let's actually. go. Um, I vote for that. We're making good time. Uh let me see. Oh, Alex Isley got some new shit out. I'm, I'm, oh. Yeah. Okay. We got a this is a pro Alex Isley podcast. Shit, right? very much so. <laughs> we are very I, much so. I, I Alex Isley is like fucking Hawkeye, does not miss. Like ever, like, 
And I swear, she needs to never work with anyone but Jack Dine ever again. Everything she's come, I mean, she was already pretty good, but everything she's come out with since she started working with Jack Dine was a certified slap. Mm. And this is no different. This is uh, Love Again. I don't I, I don't know what album or project this is attached to yet, um, but we will find out. Until then, this is Love Again. Uh, grab, grab something, pour yourself something. We're going to have a good show. And we will be back with more Opinions While Black. Let's go. to find except the sun in my face and it feels right had gotten used to the silence of the night the thought of your arms I'm already safe thought I had done it all but I got some grace even a bit of time mm, and space reset on my heart Brand new slate. You make me feel, me feel like I can love again. You make me feel, me feel like I can love again. Ain't no redemption tasted oh so sweet. Leap of faith in a And that was Alex Isley mm. with uh, Love Again, another uh, collaboration with herself and Jack Dine. Um, fam, I mean, every time they get together, it's a slap. Nice. Certified. That's that family pedigree, bro. Uh, for those of you that do not know, Alex Isley is the daughter of Ernie Isley. That is correct. Of the famous Isley brothers. Um. If you are looking, as a matter of fact, if you are looking for a cert, another certified Alex Isley slap, um, for Spotify sessions, I believe she she covered at your best. Damn, I mean, and killed it, I, bro. And I, it looks like if you are in the Houston area, she will be performing at the Houston Whiskey Festival, 
which is coming soon. March 12th. Uh Uh-oh. That better not be some shit in the woodlands. Um, That sounds like some shit they put in the woodlands. I'll tell you. Um, Alex Isley at Whiskey Fest. All of that just goes together. If they would actually have the location listed, that would be and the and here's what and here's Alex Isley wasn't playing places like that before, but she is. Do we have a? It's, we a have, it's a Bayou place downtown. Oh shit! Oh yeah, I'm in. Um, it's actually Friday the 11th and Saturday the 12th. Okay, she's probably on that Saturday. Um, she wasn't playing shit like that. It's probably some. It's probably a very fancy whiskey that's sponsoring that shit. Um, it's a whiskey festival, so there's all fa- types there's of whiskey. Probably all fa- all facets of whiskey. Sure. Um, was not playing places like that before, but she's had some recent real like silk sheets type joints. Mm-hmm. One of which we have played. Um, not only did we play good and plenty, we played the remix as well, um, and got her noticed. Yeah, I yeah, I'd want her selling whiskey, singing good and plenty. Shout out to Alex Isley on the come up, man. Mm. Yeah, go ahead. I, as a matter of fact, hit Alex Isley with the air horns. Uh, she had a good she had a good song with Moonchild recently, and I think we played before. Uh, yeah, big Alex Isley fan over here. Um. Let's see, what do we got here on the rundown? Uh, it's not a hefty rundown this week. Um, the halftime show, the Super Bowl halftime show. Oh, yeah. The greatest of all time. I can say, yeah, they they, they, they sure did say that shit, didn't they? No, that was a certified, for me, that was a certified not slap. That did not slap at all. I, I was not into it at all whatsoever. Um <clears throat> The only, as a matter, yeah. This is not it. This is not it. You know, I mean, it, there's there is a difference in generations, though. I mean, you're not as close to retirement as some of us are, and you know, those of of my ilk and generation seem to have enjoyed it more. I guess. I mean, it was it was my my take on it was that they did everything that they were supposed to do. There weren't any missteps, but it was also a very safe show. There were things that I think they did just for the sake of wanting black people to be able to point to that and go, we weren't able to do that some years ago. We weren't able to have choreographed dancing crip walk. Well, that's that's because white people didn't know what that was. Well, yeah, yeah. also true. And hopefully none of y'all told them. Somebody said it was somebody specifically said it was Hamilton with Crip Walking. <laughs> Didn't Hamilton have Crip Walk? Well, I don't know. I look, look. It might as well have. We let Lynn get away with a lot. Woo. <laughs> we let Lynn get away with a lot. We let him get away with Crip Walking. We not. <laughs> we not. We not doing that. I don't give a fuck how hard Encanto went. <laughs> By the way. In case I did not mention it on this podcast, y'all did talk me into going to see that shit. And Kendall did go hard. Hmm. It did indeed. Lynn, Lynn did his thing. Um, 
And we don't talk about Bruno as a slap. I think it's fucked up that they don't. I, I think it's fucked up why they don't talk about Bruno. But having said that, Bruno is a certified. Don't talk about Bruno as a certified slap. Uh, so just to what is that? What what is what is don't talk about Bruno? That is a song in Encanto. Oh, okay, I gotta see. It's it. a musical. It's on Disney Plus, right? Yeah. Okay. It's a slap. Yeah. I they uh, you know especially. Because we're in a we're in an era where they they do all Latin cast with mm-hmm. actual thought, and they when they like when you do an all Asian cast or when you do an all black cast now, you're doing it with some thought put into it, and you're not just front loading people, right? Because it was a surprise to me that John Leguizamo was in this shit. Where the fuck has John Leguizamo been? Good question, right? Very good, good question. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm. Last time I saw John, last time I saw John Leguizamo, he was fixing John Wick's car. Like two movies ago. Um, but yeah, I, so I was very happy to have surprise guests. It wasn't really surprise, but to have guests, to have appearances like that that aren't front loaded and overblown and. Oh my God! We gotta go see John Leg John Leguizamo in this shit, and he's only in it for twenty minutes or something. You know what I mean? Um, which is what they do with like every Fast and Furious movie now. Yes. Um. So shout out to Tego Calderon, right? <laughs> where the fuck have Leo? Where the fuck have Leo and Santos been? Waiting, waiting to get renewed. <laughs> <laughs> Still waiting on that call for 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 this next movie. They stay on call. I would say they ain't got shit else to do. Um, so yeah. Um, the, for but for me, going back to the halftime show, a few reasons it did not slap. One, I feel like they tried to pack it too much. They tried to pack it too hard. They've only got twelve minutes up there. Mm-hmm. For a twelve-minute show to have six different performers, they did pack in a lot of of performers. Nobody, you don't really get time to jam with any of them. I they I, I argue that they could have made it with Dr. Dre and Snoop alone, comma. But I think they did again. I think they did the safest show they could. Let me. Let me show y'all all the generations of of Dr. Dre and his offspring, and let's do it very quickly so that like and, and do it sparingly so that no one gets tired because Dre was breathing hard in the beginning. Yeah, he was. He was breathing hard, and you know Eminem. They basically just had him do one song, the the you know the white boys anthem. Right, right. Yeah. I you know you don't really realize until you look back on Eight Mile and all that shit. How much that really did become the white boys can do things to <laughs> um, anthem for everyone. Yeah, that was boys in the hood for white boys. Yeah, it was. Minister Society. Uh, <laughs> white, white, white men can, in fact, jump. Not that you care. Yeah. Um, highlight for me, and this isn't saying much, highlight for me was Kendrick. Um, though I was very disappointed that they would not let him say 
we hate Popo. That oh, no. felt like too much of a compromise. Not in the post Kaepernick NFL. Man, that's the most powerful part of the song. That's the that's the reason we fuck with the song in the first place. And that's the and that was the reason Kendrick came off as so uh controversial in the first place. I thought it was just the the incessant use of the word nigga. Well that too. That too, and they didn't let him say that either. Well, and it, well, yeah, sure. And my thing was that it's like if you're gonna do it, just fucking do it. But is this what Jay Z wanted us to come back to football for? Probably so. Yeah. He wanted us to come back so that we could see uh, Fifty Cent hang upside down and nearly pass out from oxygen uh, from blood rushing to his head. I I can't say this enough. I really think we do better as a culture going forward if 50 Cent didn't exist on this earth anymore. I'm just I'm sorry. I don't I don't have that many ties. I don't have that many ties to uh get Richard Die Trying. I didn't think it was that good an album. And I don't like power that much. So I have no reason to be invested in 50 Cent at all. Oh, I don't. I'm not invested in them at all. Never seen an episode of Power. I, I'm, I'm, to this day. I'm still trying to for, find out how I'm ever going to forgive for BMF. Oh, not seeing that either. You ain't missing shit. I, I did talk about that one episode. You ain't missing a goddamn thing. Um, And and then all some of the little flourishes, like Anderson Pac playing the drums, which was cool. But again, we don't get time to sit with any of this stuff. And it's like they made it specifically for um it's like they made it specifically for um for you to go back and watch on YouTube. Yeah. I Which mean, you should never feel like that with these things. These things are supposed to be as big and extravagant and magnificent. It was where you're where when you go to watch it on YouTube, you're like, I'm only getting a fifth of this experience. Yeah, I if if they used it as a uh, as a as a teaser for a possible tour or something like that, then I I think that was a, a good job. I don't know. I mean, it, it it was just like it was a beginner's guide to Dr. Dre for me. Yeah. If you had never heard of him before, here are the highlights. All right, you guys have a great day. I'll say, Mary J. Thick as fuck. Mary's still married. Mary's still I like Mary's I, in the sixties. The problem they never been whether or not she was attractive for me. I am not a Mary J. fan at all. <gasps> I'm not. I can say Ooh. in the in the years of discography she has, I only enjoy two or three songs. Songs? Songs. Only enjoy two or three songs. Damn. My dad was a huge Damn. Mary J. Blige fan. Loved her music. My sister loves her music. I, me personally, two or three songs in the tuck. Only one of them will ever make it on a playlist. Please send your uh, comments to <laughs> opinionswhileblack at gmail.com or go to opinionswhileblack.com and leave a comment on any. But for her to be pushing 60? Wow. Three songs, really? Whole catalog? Probably. Wow. I'm, that's, a, that's a generous guess on my part. 
That's a generous guess. There, and of those three songs, there is one song I could probably just run to to actively listen to and maybe put on repeat for show. The, the joint from Stella Got a Groove Back, the slow joint, man, you can't find it anywhere, but it is a fucking slap. Immediately. So nothing on what's the 411? No, nah, man. That wasn't my shit. Damn. I'm not even saying it's bad music. It's just not like. Damn. Don't get me wrong. And I'm going to put it this way. Don't get me wrong. Not everybody that we enjoy as an entertainer can sing. I understand that. But Mary J constantly puts herself in that pocket of people who can sing. And she be trying to sing like a singer. And she is not one. That's what makes it annoying. Janae Eichel stays in that one pocket. But she can't. Janae can't sing either, but I, but ex- Jan- I accept her catalog. Jan- because Janae stays in that one pocket. Janae ain't trying to be just Jasmine Sullivan. Mary got the whole auntie pocket, though. Mary be constantly yelling at us in these songs as if she is a singer. Janae Iko, no damn well she ain't no Mary. Janae Iko, no damn well she ain't no Jasmine Sullivan. She knows she ain't Whitney or Mariah or none of them. And she ain't trying to be. Mary just be yelling at us. Horse as fuck. I have to think about some things now, man. I've seen her live, bro. Like, I got to see if I'm going to make it to episode 173. <laughs> uh, no hateration. No, no. Uh, we're not doing the hateration holleration. Uh, not in this dancery. Oh, man. Every woman over the age of 35 hates you now. I would say I I'm, I ain't saying I ain't getting I ain't getting no more elder millennial pussy ever again. <laughs> EMP. I just I just got to look to Gen Z. Just, that's all it is now. Shit, and they gonna be like who? <laughs> oh, you mean old? Oh, you mean sis from Power? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's the she, she on Power. Yeah. Okay. She's the yeah she's a she's a drug kingpin on Power. Oh, and, and probably give it, 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 it. I'm gonna tell you this: probably giving one of the top three performances on on Power ever, which is not saying much, because so next to nobody on this show can fucking act. <laughs> and Mary might be giving a tour de force performance. Damn, she better than Mari Hartwig. Fam, Vin Diesel playing Groot is better than Mari Hartwig. Damn. Vin Diesel, Vin Diesel has a, literally has a, a role in in where he says literally three words, three syllables, and is the most poignant role of his career. And dwarfs Amari Hardwick in anything he's ever done or will ever do. Amari Hardwick is the worst. He really is the new model of Shamar Moore, Morris Chestnut ass niggas. 
all push-ups, no no acting classes whatsoever. <laughs> Don't give a fuck you got hip-hop abs, dog. Um <clears throat> this is not in the in the rundown, but I meant to I meant to go back to this. Did you finish the uh the Cosby documentary? I did. I did. We got to talk it out, dog. I mean, so I wanted to say before, I didn't get to say it on air last time, but I do remember breaking it down that to me, Bill Cosby, I look at Bill Cosby the same way I look at the Green Goblin. The reason I look at him this way is because the Green Goblin, who to me is one of, is is easily one of the one of the bad, one of the best supervillains in superhero history. Um, definitely the best Spider-Man villain of all time. Sorry, y'all. Fuck Doctor Octopus. Um, People actually believe that. Oh no, that's the that is the new narrative now that Doctor Octopus is Spider-Man's greatest enemy. Never. No, absolutely not. Never. Absolutely not. I'm not gonna wait, and it, that might have to be a Patreon because I'm not gonna waste time here explaining it to y'all uh, why. Uh, Dr. Octopus does not slap like that. Um, and actually, there's a Black Nerd Problems article that I wrote that you can refer to. I was going to say, first of all, Doc Ock ain't got finger waves. <laughs> <laughs> he he been using that, that ultra sheen. He don't sleep with a do-rag. You know who does? Norman Osborn. Any nigga, any nigga who sleep with a do-rag... Has had to walk out the house with that do rag. <laughs> Any nigga who walks out of the house with their rag on, I just assume that they strong, and that they'll beat your ass. If you look, Norman Osborn will beat your ass. If you look at the Green Goblin, the Green Goblin has on a do rag esque headpiece. One hundred. So now here's my point about the Green Goblin. Again, easily a top ten supervillain because one of the first times in comic book history. Where the fight in the comic books, where the fight between good and evil became intensely personal. Having said that, the reason the reason uh, the Green Goblin is insane is because he took the Goblin formula, so forth and so forth. If you take the Goblin formula away, and you take that others that other personality away from him, Norman Osborn is still a horrible irresponsible weak man and a terrible motherfucker who was a horrible father. Bill Cosby, Dr. William Cosby. Oh, that's who we were talking about. I, I, I was coming around. Okay. Dr. William Cosby, even if, which we should never do. Even if you take rape out of the equation, which we should never do. Even if he weren't a rapist, he is still a horrible, narcissistic bastard. Did yeah. you hear that story with Mark Lamont Hill? Oh, man. Well, yeah. Where Mark Lamont Hill wrote some shit about him in a thesis. Yeah. And he, tra- and he tried to take this man's tenure. Oh, some whole shit, too. Calling so- people. And co- right, called all his people, would not address him ever. Yeah. And it took Martin it took Dr. Hill to address him personally. And even then, this is how I, and this is how I know he ain't shit. He took the old this is my this is like from my daddy's era route. Was I fucking with you? 
Now, why are you over here fucking with me? Mm. Can you imagine America's dad saying that shit? No. Bill Cosby, even not being a rapist, was kind of a piece of shit. He was a hoe. He was a hoe ass nigga. He was a hoe ass nigga to from top to bottom. All the shit where when like where he was the most hoest of hoe ass niggas during the Cosby show. The way he was doing some of these actresses he put on. Yeah. Oh, he a hoe ass nigga. That was what got me. That was the part that got me. Was that even if you take away the worst things he's ever done in his life and just break him down to his usual self, he's still an unconscionable motherfucker. I don't know. That's just That was just my big takeaway from the documentary, What Do You Have? If anything. I would say that The, the the biggest thing that I took away from it is, is again, this is no surprise, is the willful blindness that people pay to people that they know are doing dirt. Mm-hmm. Like, at every step of this man's career, he was doing dirt on a major level, and because he was he was rich and presumed to be powerful, people like people just like, ah, that's, that's what he does. And... I, I guarantee if people like Boosie were around to see this shit back then, well, first of all, Boosie wouldn't do anything differently, but at least he wouldn't have to, like, make up shit through the skin of his teeth to to try and vouch for Bill Cosby. Because your boy, I mean, your boy had it down to a science to where he was like one pill, two pill, red red pill, blue pill. Like, he, he knew exactly how many right. to get you to get you off. In the game, talked about it in his stand-up. Talked about Spanish Fly when they showed the scene from the show. He was talking about something in the barbecue, barbecue sauce. sauce. Bro, don't none of that age well. Felicia Rashad is implicit. Felicia Rashad is more than implicit. She knows one hundred percent. He is confided in her. I know it. I know it. He's he, confided. He's, he's in her. probably peeled her up too. Oh shit. Dead serious. I mean, and and one of the one of the women that was talking about it that had been on the show, um, she wasn't lying. She and she was like, "Do not edit this." All the motherfuckers knew. All of them. She said that shit, and I believe her. That that is an enterprise. Where there can't be any secrets. Yeah. I always say this. There are certain people who do dirt in a way that are public figures in a way where something like that isn't being done without someone seeing it. Correct. That is a criminal. That, that Now, that is some R. Kelly shit. Because R. Kelly had the same bubble around him. Because a lot of people make a lot of money off of these people. Every, and you know what? A lot of people right now got the same bubbles. You ain't lying. Boop, 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 boop. I'm not going to say no names. I will just say that uh, someone someone else has stepped up and is suing Trey Songs for like 21 mil over, uh, over some sexual assault. There you go. There you go. There you go. 
you know, I'm just say that. I'm gonna say that somebody really tried to get me to fuck out the paint on social media mm. because I reminded everybody that Neil deGrasse Tyson got some sexual assault cases. He's been quiet as fuck. He's been quiet. You don't see him nowhere. You don't see him uh, well actually in anybody Mm-mm. right now. And he better not. <laughs> he better not because it'll fuck around. Be it can be your turn again real fast. Everybody looking for their Hannibal Burris moment now. Well, actually, nigga, didn't you sexually assault somebody? I um, you know, you know, I'm you. He might be the. We know he's smart and he got a million degrees because he's the only one of these motherfuckers that that actually uh, keeps their mouth shut when they know they got open rape cases. Mm-hmm. Um, have you watched? Uh, the new uh, Bel Air, the new I, Fresh Prince. I have not watched it yet. Okay, how is it? I watched the first two episodes. Okay, <clears throat> things I like. I like the new kid. Okay, I like they focus more on him and kind of the the trademark Philly swag. Mm-hmm. He got the accent down. He says John. Um. They show a lot. They show off a lot of, even though we don't spend much time in Philly, they show off a lot of what's hot about Philly. Niggas stunting up and down the street on the on on the four wheelers and the bikes. We see Philly beards. We see. We definitely see Philly beards. That's all I care about. I could have swore somebody can correct me because it happened so fast. And I only I didn't go back and rewind it. Was that freeway? As the basketball coach, I say, they they better have they better have freeway in there. I think that was freeway. Um, it looked like it. It just I rec- I kind of recognize that beard and the side of his head. <laughs> so maybe that was freeway. Um, I like I. So initially, I had an issue with the casting. I didn't like the fact that everyone was super duper attractive. People going to say what they want about Carlton and his hairline, but even Carlton has that certain swag to him that dark skinned niggas can get away with. Cause dark skinned niggas is in right now. Um, I have, I usually the past 25 years I've had a problem with casting. Is that everybody got to be when you when you update something and when you go when you progress with something everybody got to be sexy, and I don't like that. I come one of the best movies ever made to me is Alien, and one of the best things about Alien is that the is that the cast looks like regular people, and they interact like regular people, and they interact like commercial truckers just here to do a job. <laughs> Which is essentially what Alien was. It was a bunch of space truckers who picked up some shit they shouldn't have picked up. But are people really interested in a show with mediocre-looking people? And that's the and that's the thing. Yeah. You have to give people what they want. And shit like this, white people have been doing it for years. Yep. And so we're conditioned to view these things a certain way. So, no, that's not necessarily what they want. And also, not for nothing, I understand the need for that in terms of representation. Mm-hmm. Do they have do they have dark skin on Viv or light dark skin? Dark skin on Viv. Okay. Dark skin on Viv look good. Okay. See? Um, what if they replace with light skin on Viv in season three, though? 
That'd then they'll just be cutting up. They that'd then they wild. just cutting up. That'd be that'd be some crazy shit. Janet, <laughs> Janet, Huber, Janet Huber she go, gonna roll up. I told you niggas, and um, um, certain roles. There are certain roles that I enjoy. Uh, I thought I wasn't gonna like Uncle Phil because in my mind, nobody can really replace what James Avery did for that role. Well, maybe we shouldn't be comparing this to the sitcom. And that's not and, right. And I know it's not necessarily fair to compare it to the sitcom, but at some point you're going to, when you consider what the sitcom did for representation at that time. Yeah. And it, it's, and that's why I'm going to get to the, the major problem I have. Um, not yet. Cause I liked him. Mm-hmm. I was, I liked him. I like, uh, I like Jeffrey. Mm-hmm. Jeffrey, the first thing I said when Jeffrey showed up was, aren't you the nigga that beat up Luke Cage? <laughs> I don't think he is, but he looked like him. Um, And also, I'm convinced that Jeffrey got hands. Mm. I am convinced Jeffrey got some hands. You're convinced he's like an Alfred Pennyworth. He's type. like that. He's like, I'm telling you, he's like, he got that young Alfred Pennyworth slag, swag where, you know, they got that show now. Where Alfred Pennyworth back in the day was a badass. It looks like Jude Law. Correct. Right? <laughs> I am convinced that given Philip Banks's like social, like political positioning, mm-hmm. Jeffrey is his fixer. Oh, they got bodies. Jeffrey, is, I'm telling you, Jeffrey is the Ray Donovan of Bel Air. He got hands. I, I don't know how I know. I just, I'm telling you, he got that vibe about him. There's a scene, and this isn't a spoiler scene. It's not a big deal. But um, when they first meet Jazz, and Phil doesn't really give a fuck who Jazz is at the moment. Um, But he introduces himself like we know Jazz would. Uh, I'm Philip Banks. Who are you? Uh, I'm Jazz. What's up? Say goodnight to Will. Say goodnight to Jazz, and Jeffrey just pops out of the fucking darkness, hands him a few, hands him a couple of hundred dollar bills, and tells him, "Say goodnight, bro." So Jeffrey's not really a butler; he's like a henchman, more or less, like bodyguard type. Like well, you remember Johnny Quest? How like how how like Doctor Quest was the real G, but like. Race Bannon was that nigga. Yeah. He's a race Bannon. I feel like I I sense he is race Bannon. Okay. So I really like that role. And I like that dude. And I, I really want to see where they're going with his role. Because they've already given him more relationship with Uncle Phil mm. than we've seen before. Um, I think OG Jeffrey, the most story we got from OG Jeffrey was that maybe, maybe he had a long lost son. Something like that. Something like that. I think he had a long lost son. He turned out to be like a like a swindler or a con artist or some shit. Um, or like he came from a long line of butlers or some shit. <laughs> uh, there, so we've already got more story there. Here's the thing I don't like about Bel Air right now. I don't think it's it, it, it's I don't think it's controversial necessarily for what I've seen of the feedback. I don't like this notion of Carlton Banks being a villain. Like, 
Because right now, so, and I, and I I've read some of the feedback from people that are like, well, you have to understand, he didn't necessarily like Will in the beginning on the OG sitcom. Yeah, they, they had an adversarial relationship in the beginning. So it's one thing to have kind of an adversarial relationship with your cousin. This kind of goes beyond that into some gossip girl like social political intrigue shit. Mm. Carlton is a villain, and Carlton I, he hasn't done anything that he can't be redeemed from at some point. But Carlton isn't at this point. Carlton is an evil bastard. Carlton is an evil bastard who has a who has a drug problem. And it's cool with white boys saying nigga around him. Sounds like the son of a of a rich black man. To a point, <laughs> and you can all and you can almost say that if it weren't for for Hillary and Ashley being so fucking cool. By the way, I don't know where I know that girl that plays Hillary from, but she fine as hell. Mm. She need to be in more shit. I know her from somewhere. I can't think of where it is. She finds hell. I We need to be seeing her in more things down the road. Because I'm tired of y'all getting old girl for old girl who is also fine with the big forehead from how to get away with murder to be in everything. Um, yeah, fine, dark skinned, big forehead girl. Um, but I think the thing that rubs me the wrong way about Carlton being a villain is that one, we go back to this dark skin villain shit, and Carlton is the darkest of dark skin niggas on this show. I'm there is no there is no contest for it. He is the darkest skin, greasy, fucked up hairline nigga on this show. Yet, fully connecting beard or no? Ooh, probably, probably no, no beard. beard. Probably no beard. No facial hair. Oh, ooh. No facial hair. Ugh. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. I don't remember Carlton having any facial hair. Yuck. Um, old wives' tale. Never trust. Never trust a nigga with no facial hair, and never trust a white man with any. Um, I'm I'm actually looking him up now to remind myself. But uh, yeah, evil bastard. And the problem I first problem I have with that, yeah, we going back to this. This whole evil, this whole uh, dark skin, dark skin niggas got to be the evil motherfucker thing that I thought we got out of when we all collectively as a as a label and a crew said fuck Tyler Perry. Um, we have not left that yet. They do in shadows. Um, what what happened? I said what they do in shadows. Oh, okay. Just a bad pun. Really, oh, got you, got you. It was Fair just enough. a bad pun. Fair enough. I tried That's- to go past it. It's fine. It's okay. Um, the other problem I have, and this is, I think this is the more insidious thing to me. As a fan of the OG Fresh Prince, the thing that I loved the most about that family and how they casted that family and how they evolved that family was that, to me, it made it cool to be a geeky nigga. Or at least, or at least, okay to be a geeky nigga. Carlton, Carlton was a lame. We all knew that. Mm-hmm. But if you notice, half the niggas, half the niggas that that were calling Carlton a lame when they were young, 
in my generation grew up to dress like this nigga. Remember when we all had to wear sweater vests and shit to get in the club? I blame it on boys to men. Boys to men as well. Um, um, the 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 khaki shorts and the everybody was dressing like Carlton uh, when they got older. Not even older, like twenties. I remember we were all look. We all had to look like Kanye. Kanye was dressed like a geeky Carlton nigga mm. in the beginning of his career. Yeah. Backpack Kanye was a was a Carlton, and I and it made it cool to be a geeky nigga, and it made it acceptable for all of these different versions of black. To be acceptable, and it was kind of the 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 summation of black is not a monolith, but without it, but without vilifying anybody, the first print OG Fresh Prince never really had any real villains, except that one bitch ass nigga that wouldn't let Carlton in the fraternity. Um, and it made all these versions of black acceptable, and it made them being. The only real villain was the white spaces they were in. And Hillary, Hillary was kind of dumb. But Hillary was still cool. Mm-hmm. Ashley didn't have a lot of street smarts. Yeah. Ashley was still cool and had a good heart. She was young. She was nice and sweet and innocent. She was the daddy's girl. Yep. Yeah, yeah, well, I, I think they kind of, I think there was kind of a, Neck and neck between her and Hillary for Daddy's girl. I think Phil knew he could just put a few dollars. In, he could just put a credit card in Hillary's hands, yeah, she'd and she'd good. find her way home. She'd be good, <laughs> right? Um, but all of these things were made acceptable, and you had these things in your family, and it and it was like no matter how different you were, these people could all embrace each other. Carlton didn't fuck with Will in the beginning. Because Carlton liked to be the center of attention. He liked being the all-American, well, in his circles. He liked being the he liked being the, the center of attention, the 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 top dog. Mm-hmm. Will, but he still accepted Will. And even if we don't always yeah, he got his little hood jokes his little hood jokes off and shit, but they still fucked with each other. It was still one of them things where you can't was where you know everybody had that. Don't go nowhere without your nigga cousin. Yeah, because your nigga cousin gonna get you out of some shit. And will never hesitate to get this nigga to get this nigga out of some shit. And I just I there's some it, there's just something in I get it that we want to flesh these characters out a little bit. I just think they went a little hard left. With well, Carlton to let's, me, let's see how it turns out. And it could, and like I said, like you said, it, this is coming from a nigga who is making, who is currently writing a comic book where a hardcore, where a hardcore villain is becoming not so villainous. So you never know; they could make this nigga into Sasuke. I would. Now Sasuke is my excuse for everything. <laughs> Anime niggas know. Sasuke went from an evil from from just a horrible nigga that did not like Naruto in any sense and form of the word. Fuck him as a staff, a label, and a crew mm. to these to these niggas being best friends like they want to kiss. So 
you never know. Having said all that, this is not a bad show. It's yeah. entertaining. I'm ready for the dramatic reimagining of different strokes. <laughs> With like two black kids being raised in Dallas by an ultra conservative white dude. Let me find out they go and get Peter Dinklage. Yeah. And then, oh, damn. <laughs> Let me find out, bro. Damn. Let me find out Peter Dinklage dusted his shit off. Um, by the way, did you see Peter Dinklage uh, in his in in his starring role? I'm not I'm not watching. <laughs> oh man, no bad joke. Cyrano, John Nub. Oh, oh God, sir! <laughs> God damn it! God damn, God damn it, man. When that you, wasn't right. When you burn a candle down and that stem ain't a wick anymore, sir, sir, we ain't, we can't do that. We can't do that. I'm not buying it though, y'all. I'm not buying Peter Dinklage as I, as, as as an action as a as a swashbuckler, fam. If we can believe Alex Karev as a sword fighting as a sword fighting superhero. And then him go on to be dorky ass in Grey's Anatomy. Peter Dinklage can get can drop some bodies, dog. Okay. okay. I'm just everybody forgets Alex Karev was the Musketeer. Uh, you know what? What 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 network is it on? Where is it streaming? Oh, it's, I think it's I think it's a theater thing. Oh no, I'm not going in. Oh no, I'm not going to see it in theater. I saw some shit. Where he was like, I uh, they only sent ten men. <laughs> I, I, I was I, like, I, man. I, Peter Dinklage, I, I, but you know what? Tyrion Lannister feeling himself right now. Peter Dinklage has enough credit in the bank with me. Because I've never hated him in anything yet. I admire him as an actor. I haven't hated him in anything as of yet. So he has enough credit in the bank with me where I'll give it a chance. I liked him in a movie that I, across the board, hated. Uh, what was it? Um, uh, Days of Future Past? Yeah, yeah. Across the board, hated that movie. And I still liked him. I think he was in M. Bruges or whatever. He was uh, a phenomenal actor. Wonderful actor. So I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, yo, know, oh, I'm oh. not ready for Tyrion Wick though. <laughs> <laughs> um. Going from one sitcom to another, you know, your your favorite sitcom. Let's go. Martin is getting a reunion special. Let's go. Martin. Um, how do you feel? Man, I, look. As long as they don't, like, try to act out in the episode, I'm great. If okay. they If they do it kind of like uh, what Will Smith did with the Fresh Prince reunion, mm-hmm. I think that would be dope. Uh, I, I just don't. I don't want to see an actual episode because as much as I hate to say it, Martin isn't funny anymore. Oh, oh, he's oh. not. He's not even Bad Boys funny anymore. No, no. I mean, to his I, credit. I enjoyed Bad Boys for Life, but that hurt. To his credit, he's been well medicated for the last 20 plus years. Once he started taking those, uh, I don't know if they were uppers or downers, whatever he started taking, it, it calmed him out. You can see that in, in the last season of Martin. Yeah. And they just showed up. What's up? What's up? What's up? <laughs> like that. So, are we? 
do you feel like we're gonna see a Maya Culpa segment the same way we did with Will and Janet Hubert? Because I, I'm, 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 I'm so. younger than you, yeah. so I don't exactly remember the beef, but I remember him and Tisha Campbell having beef. The the way that I remember it was that the beef stemmed from Tisha Campbell feeling uncomfortable on set because she felt that Martin was becoming a, a bit too comfy with him mm. in his role as her as her TV husband. Um, this also coincided, I believe, with her and Dwayne Martin beginning to date as you know, that's what a lot of us speculated. And, you know, once she and Dwayne Martin split up, it appears that forgiveness was in the air with her and Martin. So I, I I do hope, I mean, I, I think that there's not a way that they can do the reunion without addressing it Mm -hmm. because it, it severely impacted the series from from the the that halfway, final season was it from starting with the halfway point of season four and all of season five it's all of season five like season five was just weird because they were she she never wanted to be on the same set with him so Gina was always in L A always business somewhere. or you know she well, actually Martin was away somewhere yeah she accidentally got left off the cruise boat right and you know Lynn Whitfield was stalking him it, it was just it was awkward man. Um, I'm I'm here for it. I'm pretty sure we'll see a, a teary segment with uh, with Thomas McHale Ford. Oh man, we'll never Tommy. find out where he worked. We will never find out what Tommy did for a living. We'll never find out if anything. Uh, we'll see how Cole has fared with Renum spoons <laughs> since back then. <laughs> Colbin, I'm telling you, they they must they get Cole for every like special guest on every like own or mm-hmm. bounce television show you can fucking imagine. Yep. Him and Omar Gooden just been just just been nomads out here. Oh, they stay ready. I, I'm telling you they got to. They stay cuz they got to make rent next the month. next stage play whatever <laughs> it is, dog. Got even to work the merch booth, bet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, bet. But I I as, as long as we're talking about Martin. Something occurred to me. So, you know, now we're in the era of fuck my job. Mm-hmm. It occurs to me that one of the OG fuck my job niggas of all time came from Martin. Hmm. Kenji. Dragonfly Jones sidekick. Kenji. Kenji. Yo, Dragonfly, man, he's about to cut my lights off. I need my, I need my check, man. <laughs> You need, Silence. Be, you need to be in the dark practicing your art, punk. Learning from the master is your pay, punk. And this nigga every time said, fuck my job, <laughs> put on kung fu fighting, and got to whooping this nigga ass and took his money out of <laughs> his pocket. <laughs> oh, boy. he took. That's when you didn't talk to people too damn well. This nigga, this nigga got to rob you every two weeks every, to get his every check. Every two weeks. Um... I've always said, you know that Chicago self-defense nigga? Yeah. With the gloves yeah. on every on all the TikToks? He has a Kenji somewhere out there that he learned all these real moves from. And was whipping his ass in real life. And Kenji looking for this nigga now. Because this nigga get this nigga is getting too many TikTok uh likes. This nigga is getting too many television appearances. This nigga was on um Rory and Maul. 
teaching Rory and Maul self-defense. Kenji gonna find this nigga. I'm telling you what's gonna happen now. Kenji gonna find this nigga and bust his ass. And all that little, all that little uh, equilibrium gun cotter bullshit ain't gonna be, ain't gonna be about shit. Nope. Well, he swear he want to be somebody go get somebody go get killed off of that shit. If if it hasn't happened already, somebody like he want to be Christian Bale in Equilibrium <laughs> so bad. And people, I mean, when people first started seeing old dude and his little thing, they they already knew what time it was. <laughs> like there were immediate memes about people being sent to heaven. <laughs> Did you see the shit where he decided the best way to take on a group of combatants is to just hop around just in hop a circle, around just just to corral them in a circle <laughs> until you can find your way out of the room? Oh, he gonna get somebody killed? It was just, like sheep herding, like, right? What really? the fuck? Um, what else do we have on the fucking? Uh, what is this? Oh, ah. <sighs> The least, the least bathed team in podcasting, fresh and fit strikes again. <laughs> the least pussy getting team in podcasting, uh, fresh and fit strikes again. They have hit the internet again with yet another fuck shit uh, scene from their podcast, in which one of their guests physically hits a woman. And who is the guest? None other. Then Tommy Sotomayor. A dude? Oh, the dude. Oh, you don't know who Tommy Sotomayor is. So if you look for, see, you're not as well versed in fuck in in fuck nigga podcasting. I'm not. He is a YouTuber. He is a he is a YouTube phenomenon from way back. Uh, he is an old. He's got to be in his. He's got to be in like his mid fifties by now. He is an old, dark-skinned nigga who has nothing better to do with his time than talk bad about black women. Literally, nothing better. He's, oh, God, he's is, he is literally like Uncle Ruckus and Kevin Samuels have an illegitimate love child running around. Tommy Sotomayor is the worst of the fuck nigga, of the fuck nigga uh, retrograde. He walked so niggas like Kevin Samuels could fly. I and saw the, I saw the clip. Actually, I think I sent you the clip. You sent of, me the of, clip of, of the incident, and I and I said, "But I was like, is this Tommy Sotomayor? What the fuck? They are really, and I give you credit for saying this. They are really leaning into this bullshit that they're doing. Yeah." They were really leaning into they it. They got big off of this. I'm telling you what happened. They got big. They they got as famous as they were ever going to get off of demeaning black women. They stirred people. They stirred up the hornet's nest. They got some guidance from their big homie, DJ Academics. Yes, we're at a point in podcasting. Wow. Where DJ Academics is actually big homieing younger niggas into the game, and told them, "Hey, there is no bad press. Damn. There is no bad press because for all the people that hate on it, the people that like it are going to keep you here in the pocket. So keep doing what you're doing." And so they leaned. 
hard into this. And the hardest you can ever lean into the degradation of black women is to strike one. Is to well, yes, is to strike one, but not only strike one, have the progenitor of He Man Woman haters, the patient zero of fuck niggas, Tommy Sotomayor, come down from come down from fuck nigga Mount Olympus. Cause we wait, cause other than that, we haven't seen Tommy Sotomayor in years. I don't even know what that is. It's been niggas because it's been so many niggas to come after him to take his place in this bullshit. And to come down from his from his fuck nigga palace and spew his ignorant gargoyle shit enough for one of these young for one of these young women and not and, and again, not disrespecting the young women that go on this show, but they bring these young women onto the set and they bring these young women onto the show for a reason. They young, they don't really know shit about shit. Not because they're women, but because they're young. Yeah. They young, they they just kind of want to get on. They just kind of want to be seen on a high profile platform. So they're willing to sit there and they think they can sit through the bullshit. You think you can, but then they run you through the gauntlet. Actively, and the easiest way to run a black woman through the gauntlet is to put someone who has dedicated his entire career to hating you. Every black woman my age that I know of knows Tommy Sotomayor. My mama knows Tommy Tommy Sotomayor, and he and she knows him specifically because she has sat there and watched him and allowed him to piss her off. There's a market for this now. So when you get these when you get these women that just kind of want to be seen on the fringes of a popular podcast, which is the way which is the way niggas like uh Justin Combs and Revolt do it. They oh they have tons of broads that half half naked that ain't really talking about shit. And you bring them there, one of them is going to act out. And one of them is going to feel comfortable acting out because they feel like they can do after what Asian Doll did. Salute to Asian Doll. But they feel like they've opened up the door for more mess. And more mess, even though it's going to have diminishing returns, they're going to have they and I if you notice on the set, there's a they have a Patreon. I don't know what they can do on the Patreon other than just walk away and let them to fight like UFC fight night. Uh, but they have a Patreon and some of those people that fuck with you are going to pay five or $6 to listen to you spew some more bullshit that they think they can't get anywhere else. They, they have listened to the big homie act. God help us. Academics is a big homie. And they have taken they have taken the advice that they can take from him. Keep saying the dumb, ignorant, unfounded shit you say. They just have to do it until people get bored of him. This is true. It'll be a new fuck nigga next year. That's true, because at some point people got bored of Tommy Sotomayor. Yeah. And, you know, they they grew up or aged out with him. Or they got their shit together and started getting pussy. Um, highly doubt it. I 
Probably not. Highly doubt it. Um, which is again why I feel very confident and very good about us standing on standing firmly that we are a one hundred percent incel free platform. I want that for us, and I want that for the next niggas to come after us. It's not is and and it's not enough to just be anti to just to just not be one. We have to be active in calling these niggas out. We have to be now, yeah. because it's it's your name on the line too. It's going it's grown past that. It's grown where the new stereotype is you can't give black men a podcast anymore. Mm. And I want us all, black men, black women, to have a network and a community where we can get the fuck along. Where we can get along and we can reach back and pull people with us and and make leaps in representation like that. In my spare time now, I am going, I am reaching back and helping and helping other pod, another podcast rebrand. Black women, by the way. And encouraging that and encouraging them to be their best self, to be their best podcaster possible. And and for them to be able to feel like they can do that without having to network with bullshit people like Fresh and Fit. That only want them there as cannon fodder to piss off and to piss off women like them, uh, you know, through proxy. This shit got to stop. And the only way this shit gonna stop is if we start if we start actively standing up to these motherfuckers. And yes, I said it before and I'm gonna say it again. Until motherfuckers act right, or until something move, or until something change. Everybody wants shit to change, nobody wanna go first. And I'm not saying I'm first, but I'm here. Hopefully, I I you know, I not hopefully, you know. I got Randall here. Got the passwords. We got the passwords. Who going who who who? Mm. Who will challenge us? No one. One you can't whoop us. Mm. That's just not going to happen. First and foremost. That let's get that out of the way. It's not going to happen. Second of all, we got the passwords. You you can't erase us, you can't block us. You're not fucking nobody that works for SoundCloud or Spotify. If you and even if you were, there's still Stitcher. There's still any number of podcasts. This podcast addict. Mm-hmm. You can shoot us, but you can't kill us. Metaphorically, by the way, not literally. Don't shoot us over a podcast. Um, that's a good place to go ahead and take a break. Um, we're gonna go ahead and take a break. We'll be back with more foolishness and fuckery. You are listening to Sober Conversation. With the least sober team in podcasting. Pour up. And we are back. Mm -hmm. We are black. We are we are opinionated. Mm-hmm. And I'm not drunk, but I've had a few drinks. Yeah, yeah. Taking it easy this morning. Taking it easy. You know, 
You know, don't have to don't have to go hard every time. I can't go hard. The older you get, no, I can't go. Say so you can time. go too hard. It's very possible. Um, it is time for white people must be stopped. This is why I don't fuck with white people. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Randall had a few. Randall had a, a, a few yeah. things he wanted to say today on a special episode of. This is why I don't fuck with white people. Um, a, a, a PSA that I am willing to offer you here in, in Black History Month. And that PSA for white people is don't get your ass whooped. Do not. Earlier this week, I received a clip to a, a, a video of a gentleman in South Carolina, a black man who was having a, uh, let's say, a lively dis- discussion with a, with an older white patron of Applebee's. And... Some of the first words that I heard the white guy saying in, in, in a room of, you know, with other people in there in public, he said, now there's a difference between black people and niggers. Now. Now. What then happened mm-hmm. was that this 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 black man with a fully connecting beard hit him with the air. Horn. Moved, did a swim move around two other people and delivered a series of heavy-handed, open-handed slaps to the head of this old white dude. Knocked him the fuck out with open-handed slaps to the head repeatedly. And kept swinging. And kept swinging. When the guy got back up and tried to poke his chest out, he slapped him five or six more times until the man was on the ground, hit his head on the ground and everything. Didn't know where he was, and 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 the white dude had the nerve, had the nerve to tell the guy, you know, let's no, actually, at, at, before you heard him say there's a difference between black people and niggers, the black dude was said, let's let's step outside. So apparently, what had been said up to that point was already enough. Now, we've told you this before, but one thing to remember about black people is we always give you a chance. We do. We always give you a chance. Usually. The first chance that you get is say that one more time. Okay. Now, when we tell you to say that one more time, that should get out of jail free card. You can walk away from it. You still have time. You still have time. You can go back and sit back down and eat your, your bland ass pork chops or whatever the fuck people eat at Applebee's. You just sit down, enjoy your meal. And we're not going to fuck with you for the rest of the day. We're going to talk shit about you. We're not going to fuck with you for the rest of the day. Correct. Okay. Usually if there is if there is a second warning, that warning is usually in the form of let's go and step outside. Why? Because we know there's going to be some tossing. Let me get five outside. There's going to be some tossing. There'll be feet coming off the ground. We don't want to mess up Applebee's because people want to eat here. And and, and and truly and genuinely, when we toss people around, we don't want to break shit. Okay? This is just me and you. Correct. This doesn't involve everybody here. Let me catch five outside. Correct. However, if you choose to heed either one of those warnings and the word nigger comes up after that, your mouth has officially signed the waiver. That's it. It's a wrap. I cannot be responsible for physical damage, collateral damage, property damage, any other damages there within. And, 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 you know, it, it just is what it is. Right. So that day, that man found out, he found out the difference 
between a black person and a nigga that day. He did two very important <laughs> things. He fucked around. And. And then found out. And found out. Two things you never want to do. You never want to do. So that is just my PSA for BHM. Um, black hands matter. Black hands matter. All right. And uh, a special conciliatory shout out to Juwan Howard. Um, who also don't <laughs> give a fuck. Boy. I hope he doesn't lose his job. Juwan Howard got ready to beat the brakes off that white man. Yeah. On national oh, TV. man. Well, you you know it's you know it's lit when the coach start fighting and all the players feel like they got to throw hands for the coach. Yeah, that's that's some shit you got to work out in the locker room the next day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, probably through a lot of uh, push ups and suicides, but uh, you don't get it. Juwan probably canceled practice for tomorrow. Oh, said, man, I got to go home and smoke. Something, I got to put my head together. Fuck that shit. I got to smoke something on this. Um, we got any other ones? Let's see. As far as white people, she stuff. Oh, um. Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick God damn it. is out here trying to take ten, is trying to put into place legislation so he could take tenure away from instructors who teach creative, uh, not creative, to teach uh, critical race theory. You know what's wild about critical race theory? What's that? Is that white people are fucking up so much today? And the whole point of them trying to ban what they believe is critical race theory is they don't want the narrative. They don't want anyone to know that white people used to be fucked up. up. They don't want to know that white people used to be fucked up. But y'all fucking up now. Even more. Y'all fucking up hard. Like, it doesn't matter. Y'all can ban that shit all day, every day. All we're going to do is just, all we're going to do is just turn on the live. It's true. And just, just so what y'all doing right now. It's true. Ban that. You're right. Um. Yeah, and 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 I I now I got this story because I believe um they're also involving uh gender theory, um uh gender relations. Wow, which isn't doing much better for them trying to um secede Texas and descend it into the fifth level level of hell where women can't do nothing but get pregnant and listen to Jason Derulo. You know, the GOP is trying everything that they can to make white men completely unfuckable. (laughs) Wait. (laughs) Completely unfuckable. God damn it. Between banning abortion, um, critical race theory, and and everything else, like y'all just y'all just don't want to get fucked anymore. Y'all don't give a fuck. Y'all don't give a fuck. Y'all really y'all really trying to dry up whatever pussy was willing to fuck you. Well, Guess what? They're dating black men now. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's hope for Kevin Samuels yet. Um, moving on. Actually, there's not. But <laughs> I, I would say not really. Um, let's see what else we got. Oh, uh, this was sent to me from DJ Byrne. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is official submission, and he writes. Well, the, the article writes. First of all, the headline, oh, Dylan Abad, this should be good. Uh, Louisiana teacher admits to feeding students sperm-laced cupcakes, report says. Uh, A Louisiana teacher who admitted to lacing cupcakes with her ex-husband's sperm and feeding them to school children 
now faces nearly 40 years in prison, according to a report. 2019, uh, Louisiana Sheriff's Lieutenant Dennis Perkins and his wife, Cynthia Perkins, were arrested and charged with creating... Oh, God, well, it, it started over. But we, I think, I think we get the point. I think we get the point. Like, again, we teach critical race theory so that we don't teach our kids about how fucked up white people were in the past when they are currently feeding semen-flavored cupcakes to children. To children. This, this is true. And, and, and why? What is the thought process there? What was to be won? Why? What was to be won? I really want to know. No, actually, I don't want to know. I just, I, but, but this is the kind of shit that I talk about. I mean, it goes to the the heart of they must be stopped. Like, who thinks of shit like this? How bored do you have you, to be? Right. These people are ridiculous. It's like that. It, it, well, it's like that one dude who taught uh how to cut grass. We talked about that dude. The one dude who taught a college course. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yes. And he needed all the all the riding mowers. Yes. Uh, to teach a course on cutting grass. I I I don't know. Sometimes you look at a, a school and you wonder where the fuck did the money go. I don't know what to say there. I don't have any jokes. In case you were wondering, we don't have. I don't have any jokes about cupcakes. I don't have any jokes about sperm lace cupcakes. That shit ain't funny to me. I just don't get it. That actually made me throw up in my mouth. Ooh, that ain't right. As long as it stays there. Yeah, yeah, it's good. We're good. All right, y'all. Yeah, y'all acted a fucking fool. Um, that Dan Patrick taking away CRT. Uh, public service announcement. Yeah, we got it. Um, yeah. I, I thought about the story again and was like, man, y'all got to get it together. <laughs> y'all got to get it together, fam. Like. And again, I always say, this is why I don't feel bad when people ask me about my first ever black male teacher. Mm. It was science, and it was Mr. Coffee, Coach Coffee. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coach Coffee was a little nigga, again, that had clearly played football and could whoop your ass. Yep. And so I remember he was always very hard on me. Uh, but he was not. My, no, he wasn't my first. No, no, that's a lie. Not Coach Coffee. Year before him, my first was Mister Eugene Jackson. That who, is a black ass name. As fuck. <laughs> as fuck. This nigga had a Jerry curl with a ball spot on top. Hey, business in front and around party in the back. <laughs> party in the middle. <laughs> right. And he was always hard on me because he he had met my father once before, and he. Mm. Recognize my father as being a hard man. Yeah. And for a black male teacher of his age, it was, ex- I, I understand why. It was exciting to see a parent that was not only involved by any means necessary, but a parent that didn't take no shit. Mm. Because I imagine that teachers have to eat a lot of shit from parents that are hands off and probably not good parents. Very much so. Right. So he was very excited about that. Tell your daddy. I'm going to tell your daddy to come up here. <laughs> have, a, have a talk with him. I ain't talked to him in a minute. Damn. Tell him to call me. Shit. Uh, we got we to gotta, we gotta look out for him, man. 
And I appreciate the village. However, that was for my first semester of sixth grade. The second semester of sixth grade, that nigga got charged and arrested. Oh. Because he was fucking the girls' uh, volleyball team. Team? Team. In middle school? Yes. God damn it. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. I said it. Ain't no mental disorder about it. Wow. And if there is, I don't want to hear it. Nasty. That's gross. Um, you should be ashamed of yourself. That was somber. Um, yeah, that was a weird way to go out. Send your racist stories, mm-hmm. your real life racist encounters along with your listener letters, questions for myself, D. Randall, or anybody you hear on this podcast, please send that to opinionswildblack at gmail.com or you can log on to opinionswildblack.com uh, where you can register your email oh, and yeah. information. Did we for, announce a winner from for your chance to win some shit? I am going to announce. I am going to announce this episode. I'm going to announce when we come back from break. Actually, okay, because um, I have to bring it up. Uh, we had a we had a bunch of people entering their names last minute. Um, y'all are actually participating. I like it. Um, until then, yeah, uh, yeah. So you have a chance to win. You can go on opinionswhileblack.com, and there are ways to buy merch. Mm-hmm. And ways to donate to us to make us a better podcast. We will be back with the top with uh, your listener letters in the top three STFUs. This is Houston's most savage podcast. Please, at your earliest convenience, pour pour up up, pour early, pour often. And we are back. We are black. Mm-hmm. We are opinionated. Mm-hmm. And I feel pretty good. Drinking I'm, water. I'm, yeah, I'm, I think I'm. I think I've I've come to the point I'm at a stopping point with the drinking. All right. Um, it's time for your listener letters. Uh-oh. And we do indeed have listener letters. Uh, Andrea, I will talk to you about that at some point off mic. Um, I but I got your letter. I got your listener letter. Mm. Um, David Santiago. Yeah, we go going with him first. All right. What possession of yours are you most sentimentally attached to? Wow. Wow, we're getting into some some deep water here. Shit. This is kind of a tough one for me because, like, I don't know. Like, material possessions don't take up a huge space in my heart. I guess, uh, I guess, sentimentally attached. I guess that would be my notebook. I don't go anywhere without my notebook, and I would feel very naked if I did not have my notebook with me, even if I didn't write in it at some point where when I'm wherever I'm at. I would say my box of hard drives because it literally has the last 20 plus years of my life. Oh shit. In there. Wow. Yeah. That's kind of a cheat code though. Um, that's a big, no, that's a big deal. But yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't 
I no longer put any sentimental value on really things. Things are just things to me at this point. Yeah. What that what the box of hard drives represents to me though is is you know an an account of what I've done creatively over the last twenty plus years or so. Damn. And that's that's kind of that's kind of dope. Well, really, shit. If I'm if I'm really being real. Going back to around 1997, so yeah, like the last 25 years of my life is contained in a box of hard drives. Wow. Washed. And washed. Um, yeah, that's, that's a deep question, man. I have, um, I guess, I guess most, uh, something that I'm recently sentimentally attached to a little bit is um, I, I dabble in photography. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been getting back into it. It was one of the promises I made to myself uh, before the pandemic. Um, that I'm so I have a few projects I'm dabbling in right now, and uh, a friend, yes, a friend that I have been romantic with, um, figured that out. She 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 heard that I was getting back into it. And she sent me a Gordon Parks. And for anybody that knows me, y'all, and maybe I've talked about it a little bit on this podcast, but Gordon Parks is one of my biggest inspirations for art in general ever. Even when I didn't, like my mom got me started on Gordon Parks before I knew it. Um, She worked at the... Uh, MD Anderson Cancer Center and Gordon Parks had been a patient there and she got me his autograph and she explained to me who he was I had seen Shaft but I did not associate Shaft with Gordon Parks and it like planted the seed for me to know who he was and to research who he was on my own as I grew up and, and I just thought it was so dope that Gordon Parks was this dude who taught himself all the art that that he did and and was and excelled at, mm-hmm. including especially photography. Mm. And all that stuff kind of came to fruition in my life in a way. And she, so my friend sent me a Gordon Parks. That's dope. And I see, and I see that every time I wake up, and it gets me to go out and you know take pictures, and it gets me to go out and uh, you know kind of commune with my art. You just reminded me of what my real answer is to this question. Okay, and it is my camera. I have a few, but there's one in particular that that I use as my primary camera. Yeah, that is my most prized possession. Okay. Because that has been my window to the world for the last several years and it's it's the foundation on upon which I base my future as there, well. There you go. I like that. You know, we could we could get at some air horns. Yes. Um damn, David? Always. <sighs> Always. Damn. He went there. Got us all got us sentimental on this motherfucker. Better done with a sober mind. <laughs> See? See, that's what I be talking about. 
Uh, let's go to the Twitter. Ah, Tales to Enrage. Mm-hmm. How seriously should we take Kanye claiming he's got beef with Peppa Pig on Instagram? That's the strangest question anyone has ever asked me. It's not because Tales to Enrage, but I, those are those are things I didn't need to know that I didn't know about until just now. I guess we should take Kanye having beef with Peppa Pig on Instagram about as seriously as we take one as seriously as we take anything Kanye says. Hmm. Two. Remember that time when, like, Cool Keith was telling everybody that he was Elvis reborn? Yes, he was. That was his black Elvis character, unfortunately, yes. Remember how seriously we took that shit? Um, I did not. No one did. <laughs> no one did. Well, let's take it that seriously. Let's take it exactly that seriously. However seriously you take the idea of Cool Keith believing that he is Elvis reborn, Take Kanye that seriously. How have we not seen the Kanye playbook every single time? Every time. He's about to release a project. He just released a a documentary. I guess. A a multi-episode documentary on Netflix. Sure. Called uh, Genius, spelled in a phonetic way for some reason. Every time he releases a project, he starts saying a bunch of shit on Instagram and y'all Pulling fall stunts. for it, and as soon as the album comes out, he deletes all his posts. Everyone just right, right before this, everyone collectively said, "Fuck Kanye. He is making Kim. Uh, he is making Kim feel unsafe. He is stalking this woman. We would not take this shit from any other person that was not famous." Kanye is putting his Kanye is putting his wife, his ex wife, and kids in a dangerous situation. Um, this is we should. We should be taking this very seriously, no matter how we feel about the Kardashians. We went on this whole thing of, you know what, fuck Kanye all over again. And then he dropped and then he dropped this fucking documentary and every no one gave a fuck anymore. Oh, we've got to see what this documentary says. Why? What information do we need to have access to about Kanye now that we did not have previously? It's the same playbook every time. Y'all fall for it every time. You learn nothing new. Y'all, y'all end up saying dumb shit like he's a genius and he's smarter than we think he is. Y'all, y'all fall for the shit every time. He, he, he draws an attention when it's time for him to release something, and then y'all dump a bunch of money on him, and then he goes back and laughs, and then a year later he comes back saying crazy shit again. It's the and we Donald get to do the whole thing over the Donald J. Trump book of just look at me. Correct. Just look at me. Correct. You, you know how you know how people with kids y'all know this shit. Sometimes you'd be chilling in the living room watching TV or whatever or doing something important and, and your kid just runs in front of the TV like, Mommy, look at me, look at me. And they like take a pin top off a pin or some shit. It's and, a kid it's it's Stuart from Mad TV. Yeah. Look at me, look at me. That's all he that's look all what he that does. Do. And y'all fall this shit every time. Yeah. Nobody gives a fuck about it. he don't give a fuck about Peppa Pig. He don't give a fuck about Kim and his kids. What he cares about is, look at me, look at me, so I can make more money and show you how I can make this money and then disappear. And then he becomes a multi-billionaire, and then he makes another song calling all y'all slaves and sells y'all a $300 t-shirt. Um, That's pretty good. 
That's a pretty good set of listener letters, I, I, I believe. Uh, thank you, Tales and Rage. Thank you, David Santiago. It is always a pleasure um, to have our minds challenged by the two of you. It will be. It is going to be. Um, uh, opinionswildblack at gmail.com is where you want to hit us with questions, comments, concerns, listener letters, anything you want to talk to us about, music, whatever. Uh, you can also find us on the social medias if you look at if you look at opinionswildblack.com. Speaking of opinionswildblack.com, I believe it is time to announce another giveaway winner. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm blindly looking at this. Um, well, it's going to be a girl. I'll say that. We gave we gave away to a guy last time. Got to give away to the one of the ladies. Okay. So I split them. So I split them up. I'm going to blindly point. The winner is Lestarsha D. McGarity. All right. Congratulations! Who's actually who? I do I, long time, long time listener. Yeah, I know this. I know this person. Dope. Um, Lestarsha, you are the proud winner of uh, some form of merch, uh, and uh, like some money, like twenty dollars. Give it to him. We're gonna call this. You know what? We're gonna call this the gas money giveaway. Even though I'm pretty sure she lives on the east coast and takes the train. Uh, we're gonna call this a gas money giveaway. Hey, Metro card giveaway. I'll say get your get your weekly card on. Shit. Um, yeah, yeah. That's what that's what we're calling this now. This is the gas money giveaway. Because nobody's gonna turn down gas money, and we're too cheap to give away hundreds of dollars. Hey, and the way gas is going up now, it's gonna be hundreds of dollars. So you might as well stock up. You might as well just get your little gas cans out now and stock up while you can. They talking about gas. Gas gonna gas about to get high. Mm. Oh man, people got people gonna start making different arrangements to go fuck. I mean, I well did again. I mean, I mean, depends on how much it means to you. I'm paying that over. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I'm, just, I'm paying that Uber. Uber. Fuck this Uber, Uber going up too. Uber going up a little bit. I have to say Uber. Um, Uber, they have their program now, their little, uh, you know, um, you know, Uber plus or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, it was actually saving me some money. Cause when yeah. you, cause when you go over to Lyft, nigga, no, nigga, Monday morning, bright and early Monday morning, they'll be trying to have you pay $60 for a Lyft. Ooh. Suck Ooh. my dick. Ooh. No, thank you. $60 worth of fucking Having said all that It is time for the top three STFUs Who are the three people in America That need to shut the fuck up Shut the fuck up We have a runner up Okay The runner up is Nick Cannon Nick Cannon <sighs> Nick Cannon is he, he never just falls off the chart. He just has to scale himself down. Yeah, he's. It's sometimes it's a slow week. Sometimes it, Nick Cannon has come out his is is singing has come out with a song, a song that he sings, hmm? that presumably we don't know for sure is presumably him trying to get Mariah back. One Mariah don't look back. 
Mariah don't look at the, especially you him. Can, I can say that I have never heard of Mariah looking back at the no. same dick twice, not ever. You can catch uh, like you can catch Jennifer on a lonely night or some mm-hmm. shit. Mariah ain't seen the same dick twice in her life. Fuck all that. And if she see the same dick twice, it's gonna cost you. I don't think it's gonna out ha- kids or not. I don't give a damn. I don't think it's gonna happen, Nick. And to be honest, the only reason he made the list at all is because. The, the caveat of Nick Cannon and his fuckery and the reason I don't go as hard on his fuckery as I could is because as long as he's doing that and not making music, I don't have a problem with him. Well, now he's making music. Now he's making music. Now it's a problem. He got to shut the fuck up for that shit. Shut the fuck up! He can't rap. He can't tell jokes. He can't act. He can't do, he can't do nothing but give other people avenues to tell jokes and act and have his shirt off all the fucking time. Fuck Nick Cannon. Shut the fuck up! Um, he is a trifecta of suck. He's a triple threat suck. He's terrible. He's the worst. I don't give a fuck how much money. And y'all gonna go, oh, well, he's rich, so he must be doing something right. A lot of people rich ain't doing nothing right with their life. Right. Fuck Nick Cannon. Fuck Nick Cannon, everything Nick Cannon stand for. Suck my dick, Nick Cannon. And that's just the runner-up. Damn. Number three is niggas defending 50 Cent. <laughs> niggas, anyone defending Curtis Jackson has to shut the fuck up forever. Forever. <laughs> it's en- enough. Enough, y'all. Get Richard Die trying wasn't that good. And I don't watch power. So I y'all don't y'all don't have either one to stand either leg to stand on and argue with me about. I don't give a fuck about Get Richard Die Try. I ain't give a fuck about when it came out. I ain't give a fuck about it. I ain't give a fuck about when they made a movie out of it. Fuck fifty cent. Y'all out here defending him because uh women are out here getting their jokes off calling this nigga fat, calling this nigga uh one hundred calling him a dollar and fifty cent. <laughs> Listen. Yo, he was struggling. He was struggling perched upside down. I was down, saying, man. he looked like he was about to, blood, that blood was rushing yeah. his head. Fuck that. Fam, listen. On one hand, I don't think it's fair um, to rail on a nigga for not looking like he did in a video twenty almost 20 years ago. I'll say it. Having said that, I have no... Inkling, I have no want or will to defend him with at all. Ever, fuck him. You know why? This nigga has spent the this nigga has spent the entirety of y'all. Y'all, oh well, oh it's body shaming. I thought you, I, oh it's okay to body shame when it's a man. It's okay to body shame now. No, it's not okay to body shame when it's a man. It's okay to body shame Curtis Jackson. It's okay to body shame him. You know why? Because he has spent the lion's share of his career talking cash shit about people who weren't fucking with him, who who have done nothing to him. The first song that actually put him on was a song called How to Rob, where he he basically talked about how he could rob different rappers and they didn't take to that kindly at the time. Like he's def- He's basically made a career off of just saying fly shit about people. And getting away with it. So I feel nothing about people who, who clap back on him. This nigga talked cash shit about people who did a song with R. Kelly. That's it. Not no, no, who did a song with uh 
Ja Rule. Mm. He wanted war with anyone who did a song with Ja Rule. Nigga, you not that important and you not offering that many features. This nigga has, has spent the lion's share of his career being an absolute piece of shit. To everyone he comes into fucking contact with. And you few niggas who took a picture with him, who met him somewhere and go, well, he was nice to me. Y'all sound like the people making excuse for abusers. But you notice one thing, though. Now that he's living in Houston, you ain't seen him say shit to anybody over here. You goddamn right he ain't. <laughs> he, was yeah. talking, he was talking cash money shit when he was living in New York. He came down south. <laughs> He saw he he saw nigga because cause he ain't never been nowhere that got open carry. Yeah. He saw niggas with full slave blood walking around. <laughs> like, <laughs> he, oh no, he ain't gonna say no, no, no. Not in the home of James Prince. <laughs> not in the homes of James of James Prince, you won't. Yeah. Where your Drake jokes now, nigga? Baby. <laughs> Hell yeah. He can, come, he can come down here and got mad quiet. I know that's right. You better get on the right side of that open carry. Where your bulletproof vest at, nigga? He, said he got shot, what, nine times last time? However many times he got shot last time. It, hey, this is a different place. This is <laughs> a different place. Bullets are cheap around here. They don't miss. Oh, not at all. Yeah. So they, all you, and guess what? They don't all, do warning shots. And guess what? All you niggas defending 50 Cent, he'll give a fuck about you. He doesn't. He will let you defend him. He will shake your hand and thank you and talk the same cash shit about you in the same breath. Yeah. He don't give a fuck about you. His own homeboy. Y'all see the game wasn't at at the halftime show. Well, then again, the game is not a halftime show artist. So anyway. The game is not an artist. I mean, ain't nobody (laughs) checking for the game. That's true, too. All I'm saying is you niggas defending 50 Cent. I'll put it this way. In the words, in the, in the immortal words of one Bruce Wayne, I'm not going to kill him. But I'm not going to save him either. Fuck him. Yeah. And fuck y'all for defending him. Fuck y'all for defending him. This man has been tearing black women down for God knows how long. It ain't no fun when the rabbit got the gun. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Number two. Neo. Yeah, Neo, dude. Neo has found himself uh, back in relevance. Um, So Neo was on some, he was doing an interview on some radio show. Um, Who gives a fuck what show? You know, whichever one. Probably The Breakfast Club. Who knows? Hmm. And he basically said that if women if women want black men to stop calling it if black women want uh black men to stop calling them bitch, then they need to stop dancing to songs with the word bitch in it. Is that all? Uh-huh. Is it, it is, is it that easy? Is, is it, it that's all it takes? That's all it takes to the that's all it takes to defeat misogynoir? Wow. Who knew? I did not know that. What a genius move, Neo. Fam, we are past this. We should be past this. This is the equivalent. So so if we want white people to stop calling us niggas, mm. 
Did we just have to stop listening to all rap music, huh? Hmm. Did we have to stop listening to all rap, all music, all rap songs that have the word nigga in it? We have to stop consuming all content that has the word nigga in it? And white people will just stop on their own? No, they won't. If we want to win the war on drugs, we just need to shut down Rick Ross and push a T? <laughs> Is that what we're doing? <laughs> Maybe just push a T. Not the correctional officer. Gross. I uh, mean, it, it, you could just hear the type 2 diabetes in his voice. You can tell. <laughs> it's true. Lemon pepper. <laughs> you can tell Neo doesn't, doesn't like actually talk to people about things. It, ever. Like, ever. He can't. <laughs> He can't. Because if he would have said that to anybody, they would have been like, uh. He didn't clear that with anybody. Nah, he ain't got no homeboys or nothing. I'm telling you, that nigga got back with his, that, that nigga got back with his cheating ass wife and ain't said, and, and ain't made a damn bit of sense ever since. Let me see who his close friends are in IG. Who's in that little green group? <laughs> <laughs> none of them told you to hold that shit when you tried to say it. I guarantee, I, I guarantee you would none of them uh, allow for him to keep saying bitch. I know that. That's a fact. Man, Neo, you can just tell. And you're right. You can just tell where there are people who don't interact, celebrities who don't interact with the real world about real world things. Yeah. Because talking to real world black women like that. They would have been like... Um, would get his ass whooped. Let me give you a list of other shit you can do. <laughs> He's not physically attractive enough to get away with that mm. among among black women. He's not. He's not. Mm-hmm. Even Idris is a hard maybe at this point. Idris don't look like he did f- 10 years ago. I'm just saying. He got to chill. He has mm-hmm. to chill. Neo got it. Neo, put out, put out another slap and shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up, please. I think he got dusted in that versus. Well, who was it? Who was he in that versus with? Because I didn't watch it. <laughs> he was. He was in a versus. I think it was like the dream. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I, I don't I know. definitely didn't watch that shit. Um, I mean, they, they the battle of niggas whose most famous songs they didn't sing. Well, they got good catalogs. Even because that was back when it was still a producer's thing. Oh yeah, you're right. I don't care. Yeah, fair enough. And the number one person, unsurprisingly, uh, who at this point the government has to step in to get him to shut the fuck up is none other than Kanye Omari West. (sighs) This is getting old. Fast. I get so tired of hearing about him. (laughs) We We don't even have to go to the part where he actually tried to get Michael Che, he actually tried to pay Michael Che to stop working with Pete Davidson. You know, his money ain't as long as Lawrence. I was gonna say that's a situation where you find out how much money you really got. Kanye got money. He ain't got Lauren money, and not only that, he ain't got Lauren Moxie. You know yeah. why? Because Lauren take that shit personally. Uh. Lauren had your ass thrown off the top of 30 Rock. Lauren saw the five heartbeats. Mm. We all know the nine to five scene. Lauren originated that shit. I'm convinced of it. He'll throw you off the top and you won't hit the bottom. <laughs> shit. I, you just come up missing. You ain't never lie. I 
there there are two white there are two white men in the in the entertainment industry uh, that I take very seriously: Lauren Michaels and uh, Tommy Matola. These are some wise guy motherfuckers. Hmm. I mean, these are some wise guy motherfuckers. And the only reason Mariah Carey has been allowed has been allowed to cook uh, for decades since is because she got something on him. Mm-hmm. She has something. Uh, so yeah, your your money long, your money ain't Lauren Michaels long. Uh, also taking your children to the Super Bowl, uh, wearing nothing but a fucking Squid Game mask. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? Dog? Uh, that's your boy, man. What is wrong with that's you? That's your boy again. Like I said, he got this something. Shit, he this, got something coming out, so he got to be. This shit has to stop. And now we've seen pictures of him in the car with Kim. And Kim doing her trademark ugly cry. I'm sorry, I, I don't. I don't care. Back when I used to watch the, when I used to watch with old girl, um, I her family used to make fun of her because she has the war. She has the ugliest ugly cry of all time. I've seen the memes. It's it's pretty pathetic. It's it's not great. Um, all you're becoming known for now is making fine women cry. Why? Mm-hmm. You that you want that to be your legacy as a black man? I mean, don't get me wrong. I would like the opportunity to make a couple of white girls cry. Yeah. Not for the same reasons you are. But th- this is a bridge too far. Yeah. This is you no. Kanye, don't and don't get me wrong. This is not a. This is not a, a, a. We're not shooting the Kardashians' bail. But what you're doing is wrong, and to any woman would be wrong. This is about. This isn't even about them. This isn't about the kids. Now you got on on Twitter talking about your kids look too grown in their pictures. What the fuck are you talking about? They smi- They smiled, and one of them made a kissy face. My nigga. What you're doing is about control. And it's never been more apparent to me than than it is now. Because you definitely sent that bitch you were dating home. What's her name? Julia Fox? Yeah. You definitely let that bitch go home with no fanfare whatsoever. I got jobs. <laughs> I was definitely his meals and I got jobs. <laughs> You definitely let that girl go home with no fanfare whatsoever. That was and that was the big mystery was how the fuck are you begging this begging your wife to come home when you actively have a girlfriend? I mean, no longer. I mean, all it's all it's all about attention. This is not it. This is not it. This is not it. I. This is not like and it is heartbreaking that you don't have any homeboys to take the phone away from you on guys night. This is a situation where you where the homeboys get you out of the house, get you around some new pussy, get you drunk, get you playing poker, and they take the fucking phone away from you. And you don't have anyone in your life capable of doing that. You don't have anyone in your life 
capable of doing that because you because it's obvious that you are a, a control freak and everyone in your life you probably hire. He's the most enabled person ever. Of all That's time. It. No friends. Unquestionably. All employees. Or or clout chasers that don't want to ruin that that don't want to ruin their opportunity for Yeezys or whatever. Same thing. I call them employees too. Basically, you're correct. You're correct. This is it. If I gave more of a fuck about you, this would be disappointing. I can put it that way. I think, and I'm pretty sure Randall feels the same way. Uh, I just fuck him. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> this nigga literally took his children to the Super Bowl wearing a giant fucking, like a squid game mask or some shit. He's one of the least interesting people ever. And people just fall for that shit. And they're gonna watch the, and they're gonna watch the fucking uh documentary and oh, they're gonna take all this fake genius insight from it. They're gonna play they they it's gonna it's just gonna be footage of him playing beats we've already heard. The label's not giving a fuck about him. Welcome to being every other fucking rapper in the industry. I will never know. Welcome to being every other rapper, every rapper in the industry, every artist in the industry has a story about them playing, about them being rejected. That's all that is about them playing slaps that things that we know now to be slaps mm-hmm. for a label, for a label except that's uh, exact that said, nah, nah, I just, I was just listening to Rory and Maul. And I was listening to the episode. They're talking to pink sweats. Um, y'all know Pink Sweats for his amazing slap called Honesty. Um, he has a million stories about this where, where he he would play what we now know to be a certified slap, and in and and industry people were just like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> Everyone has that. Lucky Day got him. It just so happens Pink Sweats has him because. He physically does not look like an R&B guy. Yeah. He looks like the R&B guy sound technician. <laughs> or that one black dude that was trying to be best friends with Roman on Succession. Um, You're not special. What you're going through is not special. You're just going through it happening to have a lot of money. For that... And for that alone, really, that alone is grounds for you to legitimately shut all the way the fuck up. up. It's time, man. Let her go. Let her go. Please let her go and just just co-parent and just raise your fucking children. It's not worth it. Niggas don't want no matter who you are, I don't I don't want to see I don't want to see another black man crying over a Kardashian. Unless it's Corey Gamble. <laughs> he's living a, he's living a good life, you know. And, and you know what? If the thing that should make him want to shut the fuck up the hardest, remember when Ray J's whole career was based around Having had his penis adjacent to a Kardashian and couldn't get over it. You said was. <laughs> it, it, it is still based on that <laughs> and on that alone. <laughs> Come on. Man. 
Well, now it's about this man being disgustingly rich off of selling earbuds. Off of selling shit that don't work. <laughs> oh, the, the, the Raycons don't slap? I don't know, but you remember the, the, the glasses when he had the interview with uh, with Speedy Nor- Mormon? He was like, my glasses are indestructible. Oh, yeah. They, he, he was like, really? He yeah. broke the fuck out. He said, yeah, the they're indestructible. He was like, come on, man. Say, nah, they are. He broke the fuck he said, out. crack. With ease. Sure did. Yeah, we, yeah, with no effort at all whatsoever. <laughs> uh, that does that does give me a little bit of doubt about the Raycons, even though they do look nice. Um, I ain't paying eighty dollars for them. Uh, did we do a podcast? Oh, he certainly did. We definitely did a podcast, fam. Thank y'all so much uh, for your ongoing support of us. For your love and adoration. That's why we're giving away gas money. Thank you for your tolerance and your patience. (laughs) (laughs) I assure you, you will all be invited to intervention. This is our our public cry for help. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Y'all know what it is. We're going to be back next week with some more bullshit, with some more foolishness and fuckery. Um, uh, Church announcements, D. Randall? Uh, no, nah, I'm good. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, as far as I know, we'll be back. Um, I we don't we don't really take mental health breaks. <laughs> this is the mental. I will say this is probably the this is the mental health break. Oh, which is scary. <laughs> <laughs> Alcohol um, and talking about wild shit. <laughs> And me saying pussy entirely too much. It's a good thing I'm in actual therapy. Hey, yeah, air horns, air horns for you. They still not getting me in that chair. Oh, it's. uh, I salute everyone who does it. They they not getting me in that chair. It's 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 a video call. Oh, okay. Even so, I I just feel I just know me. I feel like I'd be too adversarial with a fucking therapist. Why is that? Talk to me. Uh, I, I'm, 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 I'm Rick Sanchez with these motherfuckers. Like I, I, I see, I see the strings, and I, I don't mean that to be to to assume that therapists are all disingenuous, mm-hmm. but knowing that they went to school for this, mm-hmm. having take uh, having taken some of these classes, I, I see the strings, I see where you're leading this. You know. What I get out of it, which is which is actually cool. I, I what I get out of it is I don't I don't go there expecting them to solve anything for me. Okay. Um, for me, what it is is a very good, candid, unbiased conversation okay. with with someone who doesn't who doesn't like know me and doesn't have any any incentive to not give me unbiased feedback on myself okay but I, I, don't, I don't go in there expecting them to resolve anything but sure i've gotten a lot out of it because it, it gives me a chance you know here's the thing most of the people that we talk to are people that we're cool with or that we're friends with this is true and yeah, while i right. and while i do have people in my life I have, and i have very 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 good friends who are very honest with me and, and open with me sure there's still a level of candor an insight that comes from someone who doesn't know you and doesn't have that history. And they, they often offer perspectives that people who are familiar with you don't. And they talk to you like somebody who could potentially just never see you again. Correct. 
And, and, Fair and, and, and that is, you just hit it right on the head. It's the, it's the beauty of talking to a stranger. Fair enough. The beauty of talking to a stranger. So that's fair. You know, I'll take that. Like I said, I, I go in there not expecting them to resolve anything because that's totally up to me if I have anything to resolve. But yes, you get a fresh perspective. Yeah, that's fair. I'll take that. Okay, I I can get with that. And I get eight free sessions under my employee, um, whatever, whatever plan. <laughs> and, uh, I hit that with the air horns. Um, okay, that's cool. I I learned something I didn't know. All right, well. In that case, we'll be here. We'll be back with more foolishness and fuckery. Y'all know how we do it. Uh, congratulations again to uh, Lestarsha, our latest winner of the Gas Money Giveaway. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will be in touch if you have not listened to the episode already. Um, in the meantime, this has been... Episode 172. Episode 172 of Opinions While Black. I have been Oz. And I've been D. Randall. And as always, forever in parting, titties. How many of us have them? (laughs) Half of us. Literally half the population. Well, I know some dudes. Never mind. Nope, 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 nope. Bye. Bye.